everybody. What's up? What's up? Welcome to People Like Me podcast. Again, my name is Sharice, and uh, I'm excited, y'all. This is January 1st, 2021. We made it. As if 2019 wasn't a rough year, it was followed by you know the fuck who, 2020. And let me tell you, man, I am so grateful for everyone that has made it to this new year. Uh, all I can say is this past year has been hell, hell. I wouldn't dare say hell week because I've never had to go uh, through hell week in my life, not been in any military or armed forces, but um, it was hell. I literally, I don't know if any of you can relate, but I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I almost like willingly gave up. I was just like, you know what? This is what life's gonna be like, and this how the universe. Uh, I'm good. I don't mean I'm 40. I just turned 40 as well in October, and so it's like, you know what? I done lived a little bit, and I feel like if this what it is going to be, I'm not here for it. But um, luckily, before 2020. I had already been doing work, doing work for myself, you know, um, working internally, you know, and definitely strengthening myself and my spirituality. So I was equipped with, you know, some tools to get myself through it. And of course, my support system. I have a few people in this world that I absolutely love dearly and had it not been for them, I can honestly say from the people who answer their phones in the 2, 3 a.m. hours of the morning to the people who donated a dollar, a quarter when I didn't have anything, when I was broke. I mean, like I, I just owe it all to the universe. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I feel so charged to succeed and all of my endeavors anyway, because like, yeah, when people invest in you, they sow seeds. I don't care if it's only two people. You have somebody out there who believes in you and they riding for you. Show them, show them what's up. You know, show them how grateful you are and how you appreciate them. But number one, always do it for yourself. So um, this is my very, very first podcast. And um, I'm really excited about it. You know, I'm excited about opening up and um, just getting out everything. I just want to get it all out. I want to get it all out. I want to interact um, with people like me, people who can relate. Um, so you don't always have to go through a particular situation, you know, to be able to have empathy or, you know, be able to understand or relate to other people's experiences. Um, so, yeah, that's great. So um, I have a few different segments Um lined up for the podcast. Um, if any of you heard the introduction, you'll know that I have a, a segment called Vibe Check. There's a the second segment is Spoken Affirmations, Random Life Topics, and then I have SOS, which is Starting Over Stories. So I'm going to do the Vibe Check. And just for a quick explanation, um, Vibe Check to me is like checking in with you. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? Let's check in mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. You know, what frequency are you vibrating on today? How low or how, how high are you vibrating, um, you know, as the spiritual beings that we are? So for me, um, I can honestly say that I do have a lot of emotions going on because I'm kind of just getting into recovery mode. Uh 
again, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming out of the trauma of 2020. Um, I'm pretty sure you all can relate um, different things that have taken place this, this past year. So um, I'm feeling good. I'm vibrating really, really high. Um, I was I woke up on high. And then on top of that, I just watched uh, Rihanna's Fenty fashion show. I was like, girl, Rihanna, okay, I'm, I'm sitting up here in some high heels, okay? My panties and my bra on, and I have my little short, short, uh, little silk, what do you call it, a uh, robe on, because uh, Rihanna, oh my God, I just love this young lady. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Amazon Prime, go and check out her uh, fancy show. I believe this is the second one that she's done, but I mean, the confidence, I was like, yes, honey, come through. Had me in here doing a little two-step, you know? So I'm feeling great today. Um, I'm feeling awesome. I'm feeling amazing. I am actually in the Bahamas right now. This is where I live now. Um, I was born here in the Bahamas. I went to the U.S. Well, I didn't go to the U.S., but I was brought to the U.S., uh, the United States at the age of four, where I resided, where I lived, I grew up, I was raised there um, until last year, November. November last year, I came back here. Um, I'll explain reasons and things that are going on over there that I'm just not, I'm not here for it. <laughs> I think a lot of people are leaving the States, um, but I'll explain that before. But I'm in the Bahamas right now, and I recently, a week ago, finally got a space of my own. So I'm actually in my own shit right now. Yes, I have peace. I have uh, quiet, you know, and um, I, I'm, I'm feeling great. And I have a lot of dreams and goals and a lot of things that I am working on right now. And the things that I'm working on right now have to do with my entrepreneurship. I'm an inspiring entrepreneur. You may hear me say I'm an entrepreneur quite often. Um, I do refer to myself as an entrepreneur, although I do not have an active business as of yet. I do have my business license, but I am a person that I believe in speaking things as though you would have them be. And so it doesn't matter if I launch or, or, or a business or have products tomorrow or Saturday. The fact of the matter is I am an entrepreneur. So um, I've been just working on those things. We've been on Christmas break here, holiday break. Um, usually like the week of Christmas, a good two weeks we close down here for the most part, not everything. So I go back to work on Monday and uh, I'm ready y'all, I'm ready. So I'm doing good. I hope everyone is doing good. I just pray for, um, Good vibe checks from everyone today. Everyone is listening to me. Um, I hope that you're doing well today. And if you're not, feel free to hit me up. You know, I can definitely um, suggest some tools, you know, some things that I do from time to time to get my vibrations up. Not everything works for everyone and not everything works on every day. For instance, sometimes I love music, try and get myself up, you know, and then some days I don't want to hear nothing. As much as I love music, I don't want to hear it. So that's it for Vibe Check. Next up, Spoken Affirmations. So um, Spoken Affirmations is like verbally speaking aloud, you know, positive words, positive affirmations to yourself and allowing these sound waves to just travel directly out into the universe. You know, we're sending our requests directly to God, the source, and we're speaking our dreams and our goals into existence. So um, here are... My affirmations, my spoken affirmations for today. So today, January 1st, 
2021. I affirm that I am whole, happy, and successful in all that I do. I am very organized in my line of employment as an entrepreneur and in my personal life. I affirm that I am kind to myself and my body. I invite and allow love, including reciprocated romantic love <laughs> into my life. You have to be specific with these affirmations, okay? I mean, you should be. You should be. If you know it's coming right to you, you should be as specific as possible. Also, I am extremely successful. I'm an extremely, extremely successful, successful entrepreneur and businesswoman. I am safe, secure, and grounded. Money flows abundantly into my bank accounts as I am financially set and secure. Mm -hmm. And so, my peeps, as you follow me on this journey with this podcast, um, I have definitely put together a little way of um, closing out the affirmations. If you're interested, some of you may already have a way that you do this. But the saying that will say if you join me in you know, doing your affirmations is, after you finish reciting them aloud, you'll say, I am grateful and I am at total peace as I speak these exact truths with great certainty, knowing that the universe is constantly working for me through me. Ashe. All right. Next up, we have random life topics. Now, since this is my first podcast, I figure that... Um, and also, since it's the new year and it's 2020, I figured that I would actually give an example or more so just let my random life topic today be the next segment, which will always be um, in each podcast, which is SOS, the starting over story. So it's just like starting over stories of all sorts of, you know, things and people from you guys, the listeners, myself, or any guests that I will have on the podcast. Um, so that's what the random life topic is going to be today. And it's called Starting Over, When Life Demands More Than a Reset. Okay. So we're going to get into this whole thing of starting over. Starting over, starting over. It doesn't matter who you are, where you work what your age is, none of that matters. As In my opinion, as sure as we're alive on the planet of this earth, unless you have some serious, serious privilege. <laughs> and even in the case of you having privilege, you may still have to start over. Sometimes starting over is an amazing thing. Sometimes it's a great thing. And sometimes it's actually a choice. You know, sometimes it's not life like, you know what? Mm, yeah, I'm going to knock all your shit off the table. And guess what? Your ass about to start again. So <laughs> sometimes it's a choice. You know, you saying, you know what? Um, I had enough time. My time here is done at this place of employment. And I'm going to start over. Fuck it. And then, you know, sometimes we're kind of thrusted into starting over um, maybe a job opportunity or we got married, we're relocating. So um, there's different you know, reasons for starting over why you may start over. And specifically today, I'm speaking my truth about starting over when life demands more than a reset. And it's like, sometimes you just need to hit that reset button. Like, you know what? Let me just do this again. Let me start over. Let me go back and appreciate my body. And let me start a new routine of working out since I've, you know, 
fallen off. Let me start over with a new uh, a detox since I clearly have fallen off, you know, with how I treat my body and show my body appreciation. Um, and I guess firstly, I want to know how many of you are familiar with starting over, you know, um, either recently or even before the whole shenanigans of 2020, you know, um, maybe you experienced starting over like me on more than one occasion, more than one occasion. And I think I had to learn that change can be good because I did have to start over quite a few times in um, my 40 years of living over. And it hasn't always been so pleasant. So it kind of made me wonder, and this is earlier on in my life, you know, from my childhood up into like maybe um, early 20s, you know, I was just not happy with change because every sort of change that had come into my life seemed to usher in some sort of trauma behind it, you know, so I wasn't comfortable with change. And then I had to learn and accept that there is some change that is positive, even if like life just wiped me out. And I wind up having to be in a situation of starting over and having to change the lesson in those things or what you learn in hindsight or when you make it through, it, it just winds up being so worth it. It winds up being so worth it. So, um, yeah, I mean, some people know what starting over is. They know what it's like. They have their own reasons. And some of you probably have never really had to be in that situation where you've had to start over. But I'm pretty sure you may know relatives, you know, friends, colleagues, you know, I don't know, dorm mates, you know, people who have had to, like, start over in their life. And um, if so... I think that you probably know that sinking feeling you get when it finally hits you and you acknowledge to yourself, you know, that you're, you've officially, I don't know, reached a place in life where it's time to change and you basically have to start over. So I will, um, I guess I have uh, this sinking feeling <laughs> that I get sometimes when um, I've been put in a position or when life has happened in a way that it's it's no other thing that I can do other than start over. And sometimes that's when you at rock bottom. And it's like when you have to admit to yourself like, damn, yeah, this is pretty much rock bottom for me. And even if you're not fully at rock bottom, rock bottom is like right there. And so you have no choice but to admit to yourself that like starting over has to now become like the official space that you're in as far as your life goes, you know? And um, if you can't relate at all to starting over, I would say like, just lay around, you know, like just lay around for it. And not to speak anything, you know, unpleasant into your life, but it may not even happen to you directly. It may be indirectly. You may have to witness a parent, you know, start over or your favorite cousin start over, you know? you may have to be there for them to support them emotionally you know maybe you have to let someone live with you for a week or two you know but um what i experienced okay i don't know what that noise was just now but um oh, i'm still learning the sounds <laughs> oh i think that was the ac 
Um, this is a, a new place for me, so I'm still learning the sounds and what everything is around here and in the area. So um, I'll just give some more insight into my starting over stories personally. And uh, I've, I've had to start over quite a bit. Um, I started over at the age of four um, when my mom um, decided that it was probably in the best interest of, you know, myself or to relocate and, you know, come to the States. I believe that my mom, who is now um, deceased, so I don't really have uh, any real answers as to what prompted her to make the decision to um, send me to the U.S. to live with my grand aunt um, and um, that portion of my uh, family. But I do believe that she very heavily believed in the American dream. And I believe she wholeheartedly believed in her heart and in her mind with all her soul that I would have a better life if I was in the States. She had absolutely no clue of, at least, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm choosing to maybe believe that had she had an, any inclination whatsoever that the environment that she put me in would have been, was hurtful, was going to be hurtful and harmful and cause so much trauma in my life, I don't believe that she would have done it. Um, maybe she would have tried to find a different uh, family to take me in. But that was like the first time I started over, which was very, very traumatic for me because you are four years old and you're used to this family and your mom and, you know, all your other relatives, your brothers and I have sisters, you know. And so pretty much once I got to the U.S., that was it. Like I never saw my mom again. Um Definitely hadn't seen my father. You know, I didn't see my father until I was like 21. And I didn't see um, my mother. And she passed away when I was 11. And unfortunately, due to the uh, disgusting behavior and mindset of the person that raised me, I was not allowed to go to my mother's funeral. And that was just like, ooh. Uh, I better not even try and figure out a word right now to describe what that was like as an 11 year old would already have been through so much, not only abandoned, but to come to find out that all the hopes and dreams that you had, that mom was going to come back for you one day. Mm-mm, sis, she has transitioned on. Um, in fact, I think it wasn't until 2017. That was the first year that I didn't have random outbursts of um, crying because what had ha what happened throughout my life is I'd get these moments where I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Sharice? Like, I'd start feeling weird and down or then sad or something. And then it would click. It's April. You know, my mom died like maybe a week and a half, maybe two weeks before Mother's Day or something. It was, you know, she passed away and next thing you know, it was Mother's Day. And then um, I shared the month of October with a few relatives and um, 
Some are distant. I think I have a few cousins that have birthdays in October. It's just a million people birthday in October. But me, my mother as well as my grandmother, um, my maternal grandmother, my mother's mom, all of our birthdays are in October. So um, October was like the start of this ill like ugh, time of the year for me. It, it started off the holiday season for me. Most people start off the holiday season in November with uh, Thanksgiving, but it was just this period of, gosh, maybe loneliness, I guess. And um, whatever the word is for when you are carrying some things, and you don't actually have a place to put them or you don't even know where they go. So a lot of times the holiday season is when a lot of the things that people are carrying, those baggage, that baggage, you know, they don't have anywhere to store them. That's when it comes out. So my loneliness, um, it would just be amplified in October without my mom, without my grandmother. And it was just a constant reminder, you know, that I was pretty much alone. And then you have the Thanksgiving and then you go into the Christmas. And I mean, when I was growing up uh, in the eighties, Christmas actually had a feel to it. And it wasn't just because I was a child um, because I didn't have a very happy childhood. So it wasn't just because of that. It was like Santa. I knew it wasn't no fucking Santa. At four and five years old, I knew exactly who the motherfucker was, and it wasn't Santa, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, there was a fear, a feel. They call it the Christmas cheer. Like, you could literally, like, feel it. And and the weather would be cold, you know, during that time of year. Uh, in the Bahamas, in, in Florida, like, seasons were different now. There's so much climate change that has taken place. We've been destroying the earth so much. You're lucky if you get a little chilliness on Christmas. Um, but those times of the year, it would really amplify me missing having loved ones and, and family and a mother in my life, um, especially with, when I was approaching like my 30s and in my early 30s. It was like, wow, because you're approaching womanhood if you haven't already arrived, you know, early. It, womanhood is not being an adult, you know, like when you're 18, you're technically an adult by law. Some places 21, you know, and you can drink and you can drive, but it's not until you're like around 26, 27, maybe 28 for some people, and you actually got your own shit, you know what I mean? Paying your own bills, maybe a little help here and there, you know? Grandma might slip you that car insurance money, you know, so you can get that car you really want. But it's something about being independent that takes you from being like, I'm grown when I'm 18, to like, oh, okay, I pay my own bills, I work. I carry myself while, you know, I'm 27, 28. I'm an adult. But baby, as life goes, you approach something called womanhood and manhood. And that's when the shenanigans are no longer acceptable. What happens in life is going to fall on you. So you better do what you got to do to make sure you have the life that you need. And in those days, I, I really missed having the presence of a woman and, and a, a wife. Uh, not just any woman, but a mother. I really was yearning. Like, it would be so nice to sit down and talk to my mom. Or, like, even if I had an aunt that was like a mom to me, you know? Um, but I, I missed that feeling. 
of just not being there. I think I've been one of those people every Sunday, me and my mom at the brunch. My mom wouldn't know what to do with me. I'd be dropping off gifts and stuff because I'm that way with people, period. You know, if there's someone I love and I care for, I can't even walk down the street with like, oh my gosh, look at this, an elephant. Oh, Ella loves, I, I know someone who absolutely loves elephants. And so anytime I go somewhere and I see a pretty, one time I saw this glass made out of pure glass elephant. It was so beautiful. And Pier One, I had to get it. I had to. I was like, this is going to be a smile on her face. It wasn't like she was just collecting for the sake of collecting. She understood the preciousness and, and the peace that that elephants symbolize, you know? So, um, yeah, I would totally throw it on my mom and just love her up because I'm also one of those people that I deal with other people in ways that even if we go through things, I still love them. So, um, but yeah, that... That was like the second time, I guess, in, <laughs> in my life that I had to start over. The first time was four when I was sent away. And I guess the second time is when I was 11, when my mom passed away. Um, that was the that was it. I had a talk with myself after my mom passed away. And I was like, girl, so you already know you've been taking care of yourself, right? I mean, literally taking care of myself. Um, I would take myself to the doctors. I would sign my own self in. Um, teachers already knew, don't even try to call home. It ain't no home life. You ain't going to get no response, you know. So I just basically had to talk with myself and said, if you think you already been holding your own ground, now that there, you're certain no one is coming back to rescue you from this place, you're 11. And by law, you can't leave this place and be on your own until you're 18 and you graduate high school. I knew that if I didn't do shit else, I had to graduate high school because like most places, if you don't have at least that basic high school degree or at least the GED, it's like, mm, you know, I don't know. I may just give the job to someone else. So, yeah, at an early age, I had that conversation and uh, with myself and I knew I was going to have to be my own protector. I had already pretty much learned at the age of 11, growing up in the hood, in Liberty City, in Miami, uh, <laughs> I pretty much already learned what to look out for and what not to do and where not to go. And just, it's sad, but I had already been through so much and learned so much by 11. So it's, it's you know, people make comments sometimes like I have, you know, this place here. And since I moved in the maintenance guy and some of the workers have stopped by and it's a few times, you know, I don't know, I already said I'm trying to work on profanity and cursing, but these people drop by my house unexpectedly. I've called you. We've set an appointment. You don't keep your appointments or you show up late or you're a no call, no show, or you show up late and you don't call. You know, and I think, for instance, like last week, something was going on with the water here. And, you know, the maintenance guy came and checked that out, which had nothing to do with me. So he didn't need to come into my apartment or enter into my apartment or anything like that. So um, he gets down there. But since he's there, there's another situation. Um, the refrigerator I had here needed to be replaced, not because anything was wrong with it at all. I love that it was clean, brand new, but it was um, more of the space. It didn't 
go well with the space. Um, it wasn't functioning properly because of the space. So they had to bring in a different type of refrigerator that was more suitable for the space that I'm in. So um, something needed to be removed in order to do that. So he took it upon himself, the maintenance man that came out here just to check on the water situation, which he got you know, fixed right away. He took it upon himself to tell the guy that, you know, kind of one of the people who built the place to come here and go ahead and check that out. So it's 830. I stay by myself. I'm always walking around my house like I'm Beyonce. OK, nothing on. Maybe just some panties, maybe just panties in a bra or a T-shirt, whatever. And um, I hear this knock on the door. And I mean, there, this is a situation where I'm upstairs. I'm um, on the second floor in a studio unit, so I don't have like any neighbors or whatever. And um, my front door is not facing the other <laughs> the other apartments. The other apartments are facing each other. So if anything ever went down, you know, they could look out the window or what's that noise or see a shadow or something. My front door faces um, the woods <laughs> pretty much, you know, like the woods and you have to come upstairs. So if there was going to be a predator, be it an animal, a human being, anything is one way in, one way out for me. I got to get down them stairs and, you know, I got to make my way out. So having certain experiences in my life directly, directly, but also indirectly from, you know, people I know, loved ones, families, friends, people who just random stories I've heard. It's a certain amount of lookout I got in me and it's built in me and I can't help it. You know, I've worked on it to make sure that it's not just me being a negative person or always thinking the worst. I wanted to really dissect that. Um, but after I sat with it and dissected it, it's like, girl, I came from the hood with fucking dope dealers and hustlers and girl, you better have your game up on guard. Like, I don't care where you go. You could be around black people, white people. It doesn't matter. Okay. The people wearing the suits are the biggest fucking hustlers. Okay. People like to talk about, oh, black people like to do this and do that and rob you and all this stuff. Yeah. Black people will rob you, your own fucking next door neighbor, but so will anybody else. <laughs> okay. Um, but they're going to take shit like the TV, Oh, the DVD player. Uh-uh. There's some other folk out there. Hmm. Oh, they know how to how, how to get you. People wearing them suits. And some other people, they go for the valuables. The shit that you won't even notice is missing for, for months. They're long gone. They're not trying to carry some fucking 50-inch flat screen TV out your door after they already broken the house. Oh, my gosh. So, but I have this awareness about me, you know, my radars go up. So if I haven't invited you and I haven't opened the gate for you, <laughs> you didn't call me and say, hey, I'm outside, open the gate. I haven't invited you here. You haven't given me any notice. And on top of that, I don't even know you. You're not my family. My family can't even do that. So what the fuck make you think you can come here? It was like after 830. It was like 840 something. You can come to my house unannounced after dark. And after hours is one thing that is after hours. Okay, we could say like, don't come to my career after five or six. But at the same time, it's for my space. So if there's some maintenance issue or whatever, I don't mind. But now it's clearly dark, clearly dark. And then the way it is, it's like, it's my front door. And then there's a, a window to the left. There's no peephole in the door. So I can't even like play it off and peep to see who it is and say, oh, okay, it's you. What the fuck you want? So if I go to the window, if there is a situation that I shouldn't be looking at, 
they could see me right there looking. If I go to try to do the little old lady in a blind thing, they could see the blind moving. Because when you're knocking on someone's door, you paying attention to the window and the door. You want to see if somebody moving, what they're saying, you know, if they're in there. And so I'm like, who is it? And he's like, oh, it's me. I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh, and then he called me. I was like, I didn't invite you. Why didn't you call me? And he was, he just immediately took an attitude. That dude is a whole nother story. So I could care less about his fucking attitude because I wound up cussing him the fuck out. And then it, I was cussing the other guy out to the maintenance man for even sending him up here. Because from the time I moved into this place in December, I have been saying to them, do not come to my place unannounced. Do not do that. I work, I have a schedule, and on top of that, my time is just as fucking important as yours. Don't come here unannounced. Who the fuck are you? I'm a woman. I'm single and I live alone. I don't want random men popping the fuck up at my house. If my family can't do it, if a woman can't do it, what the fuck makes you think that I want to see in the dark some male silhouette who I don't know what the fuck it is or what the fuck you came here for and I didn't introduce you to my space and invite you in and welcome you here. I want to see that. Oh, Miss Wright, I don't understand why you using profanity. Oh, you proper now? You proper now, right? You understand? Because I've said it to them over and over again and emailed the landlord. That, that motherfucker. Woo! Thank God for his wife. Because <laughs> I emailed him. His response was such a typical male response. I'm so glad that his wife sighed because she wound up just responding to me and I dealt with her and everything has been smooth sailing ever since. But um, I I don't play. I've, I've literally had people follow me, stalk me. I've had people follow me off the bus. I'm like, Lord God, what is my purpose? I'm just a magnet for foolishness. What's going on here? So I'm... Ugh, I'm one of those people, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. And because I had already seen so much at an age, early age, I made it a point to make sure that I was going to make a minimal amount of mistakes in my life because I knew that shit was going to be a little rough for me. So my best bet was to try my best to learn from other people's fucking mistakes, right? <laughs> so that I could, you know, shrink the times that I may just have to bust my ass and fall on my face because that's what life is about growing up. What you don't know, you don't know. So there's a few times you may have to bust your ass or fall on your face, you know, um, of so many people have been victimized. I've been victimized on several different occasions in my life. Um, I mean, what woman hasn't, first of all, but we are not exclusive, you know, to being victims. Men, women, and children get hurt, brutalized all the time, murdered, kidnapped, raped, whatever you want to name it. It's We have encountered some negativity and some hurt and some harm on this planet for sure. Um, blessings to those who have been fortunate in their life that they have not had to, you know, but... Um, it's very important to be aware of your surroundings, especially as a woman. And I don't want to keep you all uh, too much longer uh, because I can just keep going and going and going. Because life story, I'm what, 40? Yeah, I could be on three movies already just at the age of 40. I know I'm a whole reality show. At least seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. 
it's kind of hard to push them down in the five. But um, I don't, I don't want to um, keep going on. But I guess that's where I first started with my whole go-getter, you know, hustle mentality. I mean, I've always been a survivor because I had to be a survivor uh, all my life from birth. And definitely uh, growing up in that household once I moved to Miami, Florida, I had to be smart. I had to be strategic. I had to know when to stay out of the way, what not to say, what not to do, or I just try to be as meek and mild and, and as humble as possible. I've always had a way with my words, thank God. Um, tried my best not to lie, even if I was fearing for my life, like, oh, Jesus, they're going to kill me. Um, but that's that's where that go-getter and that hustle mentality and that, you know, I'm going to get it. And when nobody else is going to be there for you, and you know this, you understand this, some people wouldn't know what to do. No one is here for me. Think about how many people are in foster care. Think about how many people don't even know their parents, never had a mother, never had a father, who aren't even in foster care. Maybe the grandmother or the grandfather is raising them. Maybe the parent passed away, you know. Some people just would not know what to do if they had no one at all to rely on but themselves. I never knew what to do. And so I, I still don't know how I was. I think I just came here a certain way. I think that I had to come here prepared for a portion of it or I would never have made it. And I know for a fact, had I not grew up in Miami, Florida, I would have never made it when I moved to New York. Never. Do not play with the city of New York. Miami is not for play play. And the city of New York is not for play play. You better know it. Y'all better know it. Do not play with those two places. Woo! But I thank God for my life and uh, for my experiences. I really do. And I thank God for this podcast. I hope that anyone that comes across this podcast and that listens, I hope you can relate to something. I hope you get something from it, something out of it. I hope it could be healing as well as enlightening. I hope maybe you can change uh, a perspective or a view, maybe on a person, a coworker, a relative. You know, sometimes we hear a person's story and it just resonates with us. And it's like, man, you know, it makes me think about a friend. And, oh, you know, I realize my friend, you know, maybe I need to take it a little bit easier. You know, everyone hasn't had it you know, that great growing up. Because a lot of people are so quick to say, I've been through shit too. You know, I, I, this happened to me too, or blah, 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 whatever too. Yes, and that is true. And I'm not going to take away from your experiences in life. But I cannot also take away from the fact that you lost your job as a person of privilege, you know, so you had an entire family that was willing to pay your mortgage for you for, you know, at least a year until you were able to get on your feet. You had said savings or a 401k or whatever it may be. So it's not that you can't feel pain either because losing a job is losing a job. You know, it's not the feelings aren't exclusive to one person, but it's a difference between someone who was already struggling to get to the point where they could live paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Not even on paycheck, paycheck. And then you lose your job. You know, and don't let it be for some foolishness or some fuckery or discrimination or dumb stuff like that. So I just I've, you know, met a lot of amazing, wonderful people. And by just listening, I think it has just made me a better person. It's made me want to be a better person. I know that for sure. 
And um, I'm not perfect, but I am trying. And I realize that when I connect with people and I have the simplest conversations, all of a sudden I'm getting a letter and, oh my gosh, you changed this and I couldn't believe this and I never thought I deserved love before. And I'm like, we just had like a random 20 minute conversation. And so I said, you know what? It worked for me. I People have talked to me and just like, wow, I really needed that. Thanks, sis. You know, thanks, bro. You know, I appreciate that. So with this podcast, um, I don't really have any particular mode that I want to fit into. I just want to do what I do, share my story. And I want to hear from you all. And I really want it to be meaningful to someone. And I know it may sound cliche, but real talk, if I can just touch one person, I think about when I'm listening to these podcasts in my ear and a dead set of like a depression or I don't know what I'm going to do, or maybe it took me until 1 p.m. to actually get up. And I mean, this is not my life. It's not every day, but I'm just saying, you know, think about times in life when you were a little down or you didn't feel that great. And that TV show came on or you went on YouTube and somebody interviewed someone or you heard an inspirational story or you watched a movie that just changed your mind and your mood. And so now you got energy for like a, you could do anything now. That's my joy, putting a smile on people's face. Nothing brings me more joy than to just see a genuine smile or hear a genuine laugh. And I just want to share who I am and I, I hope that it can help. So people like me, I love you so much. You may not even know me, but I still got love for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. And with that, I'm out. <laughs> Hey, everybody, what's up? Thank you for listening to my podcast, People Like Me. So um, that was my very first, first episode. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I'd like you all to please give me your feedback. Let me know if anything resonated with you. Uh, Please let me know um, uh, how you felt about the episode, you know, uh, your starting over stories. So this segment coming up is sort of like a bonus episode sort of kind of what happens is um (laughs) I just moved into a place and I started recording my very first episode and it was amazing and I absolutely loved it but right when it was getting like to the juicy juicy good 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 part uh water just started flooding all out of um the AC I was like what the heck is going on I don't have like the typical square model. This one is like the longer ones that you may see in like stores and stuff, you know, storefronts or whatever. And um, it, the pump or something wasn't working. And so water, I mean, the TV, all I could think about was the TV like, no, I'm like running in slow motion. You can hear all this. Cause I'm like, what's that noise? I'm trying to do my damn podcast, all this noise. So um, it turns out that that was just my regular, you know, podcast that I was getting ready to do and launch and it was going to be the damn thing but it got interrupted and um, I wasn't able to find where I had recorded that one or something I don't know what happened so one day I just came in and I decided to do it all over again and that's what you all heard so if you're a pod- podcast 
buff like I am, I really do like listening to podcasts. I like listening to people speak and talk, even if it's on YouTube. I will sit there and listen to a two, sometimes three hour podcast. That's just me. Because I get to do it while I'm doing shit. I'm working, I'm multitasking, I'm cleaning, you know, I'm running errands. So it doesn't bother me. I know a lot of people prefer those little 15, 20 minute ones. I'm just like, what can I get in 15 minutes? I know I can get a lot, but I actually enjoy the conversation. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that first round. Um, when I initially started my very, very first podcast. The segment that you just finished listening to is me going in and me doing it over again. So um, the next one will be a little shorter because it got cut off. So it's pretty much saying the same thing. The only thing is this segment is more detailed. You know, I was really um, focusing on being vulnerable and being open and actually giving, you know, details, um, especially about the segments, you know, like the vibe check and spoken affirmations and the different segments. I really like went in, whereas when I re-recorded it, um, I kind of just did a regular compacted version, you know, of letting you know what the podcast was going to be and how to expect it. So um, I'd love for you to check it out if you're just kind of into it or wouldn't mind listening again. You may hear a few of the same things and obviously you'll notice when it cuts right out, but you've already heard the full podcast anyway, so you won't mind that. You're only really listening to this portion just to sort of kind of um, pick up on those um, couple of key things that I really went into detail with, especially pertaining to like the podcast overall, what to expect and the segment. So here we go, guys. Listen and have fun and enjoy. All right. Peace. Hey, y'all. What's up? I am Sharice. Welcome to my podcast. People like me. I'm so excited. First of all, happy new year. It's a whole new year, y'all. Like we literally made it through uh, 2020. <laughs> we made it through. Um, I would first of all like to um, uh, give my condolences, condolences to any and everyone who lost anyone um, and anyone who lost anyone due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic, anyone that was affected by it, um, best wishes to you and a healthy, speedy recovery. I know that that virus affected a lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of households, a lot of businesses. And um, I just want to send some heartfelt love out there to everyone and um, some positive energy and some great recovery energy, you know. And I think that we can all really need, uh, we all need, and we can all really use a fresh start right now. And um, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful to be here. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with our vibe check. So um, the vibe check is basically, what's your vibe like today? You know, I, I want to check in with you. I want to see how you're doing mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, did you hurt your knee twerking? <laughs> You know, or what frequency are you vibrating on right now? Are you vibrating kind of low, kind of high? You know, we are spiritual beings, you know, that gives off these different types of electrical charges and all that stuff. So um, 
sometimes it's 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 right there in your face and you know how you feel and then sometimes you just can't put it together so five check five check for me i can honestly say that i do have a lot of emotions going on right now and um not much anxiety but i think i'm coming out of i'm coming out of that i'm kind of ushering myself into recovery mode um, there was a lot of things that I had to do and accomplish towards the end of this year. And I am so grateful that I was able to do those things. One, um, by getting gainful employment. Yes, November, I found a job after like searching and searching and searching this entire year. I was hired as an administrative uh, office administrator. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm absolutely grateful for it. And right now, I am recording from my own space, my own place right now. Um, I recently moved to the Bahamas, November of last year. I was supposed to come September, but right when I was coming, like I think a day or two before, my flight was to leave Dorian Hit here in the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Uh, which devastated the country. We're still recovering from Dorian. And um, so I came November. And so it was already rough here with Dorian. And then the whole world just got this massive, like, smack in the face, like, bam, here's coronavirus. And so um, employment opportunities just were, like, not there. So I'm grateful to have been working and I'm grateful that I am in my own space right now. There's so much peace that comes with this. I cannot even explain it. So I'm wishing lots of peace out there and um, total peace to anyone that's feeling like, you know, I could really use some peace in my life right now, sending it your way. Um, yeah, I, I'm just so, so, so grateful right now. So that's vibe check, you know, and if anyone is doing a vibe check right now with me and you feel like you're vibrating kind of low or, you know, if you feel like you're a little depressed or there's some anxiety or something going on with you, feel free to message me. Feel free to reach out to anyone, first of all, um, to anyone that you feel safe and comfortable with. Um, because there are a lot of tools out there and a lot of guides that can help us, you know, to get our frequency up, you know, to get our vibrations up, you know, and to be on certain frequencies, no matter what you're going through in life. You can, for example, 2020 was like absolute fucking hell for me. And I had to use everything that I had learned over my life, all the tools, all the equipment, all the lessons, all the affirmations, honey, all the everything. I had to use it all to make sure that I was still alive today. And I thank God that although it happened later on in life, I actually have a support system. I have a few people out there who love me and I absolutely love them. And had it not been for their support, answering calls that, you know, the ones who answered a call in two, 3 a.m. in the morning, those who just sat and prayed with me over the phone, uh, to those people, you know, when my finances, my, you know, wallet was a little low, they were helping me buy food. I just, yeah, I'm grateful, but I almost like willingly lost it and gave up 
in 2020. I was just like, if this is what life is going to be like, this seems like a pattern. This seems like that's what it is. You come here, the world is full of shenanigans, people full of shenanigans, these governments full of shenanigans. You know, 2020 was a whole shenanigan. A, a whole shenanigan. She was a hot mess. But I am still so grateful and I'm still so grateful for so much. So um, you can message me um, and any questions that you have. There's a lot of recommendations. Um, I think meditation is an amazing thing. I know a lot of people are religious and they're not really into meditation because especially for me growing up and being raised and, you know, even as an adult being like deeply rooted in Christianity, being a Christian, uh, you know, if it ain't Jesus, then I don't like, what? Meditate what? But <laughs> meditation is well, consecration. You know, it's, it's focusing, it's being still, it's connecting not only with God, the source, the creator of everything, but connecting with you, your true self, your higher self and who you really are. And so I know that a lot of people have things going on prior to the whole pandemic and the pandemic may have made some things even worse. And so there's a lot of uh, mental health, um, mental health issues going on right now. Uh, but I think mental health isn't just going on right now, though. To be honest, mental health is a thing. It is a thing, and it didn't happen yesterday, and it didn't just happen today. It's been a thing, and it's just that we're learning how to cope with it, how to live with it, how to move through life if it happens to, you know if we happen to have a brush with it, you know, and then some people like myself, it, oh man, oh, I was like well into my twenties before I like really, really started being able to like say, okay, I understand this. Cause you know what depression is, but you don't always understand it, you know, but I see what this is. I understand it to be able to like, just get a cap on it and be like, nah, depression, I'm not here for you and that bullshit. Like, nah. Like, I acknowledge you. I know what you are. I know how I'm feeling, but I'm about to dig up in here and see why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Because I didn't invite you here. I didn't invite you over, and I'm not here for you. So you got to go. And then I think once I felt like I was in a good place and I was able to manage, you know, I could tell if I was sensing, like, feeling like, I might feel like I might be a little sad or I think I'm a little depressed. Uh, I was able to like, you know, be able to work through that. And then next thing you know, I started having anxiety. I will admit, okay, I'm one of those people where it's not that I never believed in anxiety or that it was a thing that didn't exist or that people made up those things. But I, if I did have any anxiety, I, I would just call it nervousness or I didn't know anxiety is what I know it is today. And then I just started noticing as I was going through um, probably like the end of 2015 on up until recently, I had been having a fucking hard time in life. It seemed like no matter what I did, how I, what I accomplished, it was just always some shit around the corner waiting on me to slap me in the fucking face. And I was like, this is some bullshit. You know, I'm going to keep moving, though. I'm going to keep fighting, but this is some bullshit. So um, 
I just noticed that I had the feeling in my stomach, you know, it, the anxiety, it just, it increased. The symptoms increased. It was, I would remember like shaking one day and I was like, the fuck is this? I'm shaking now, like shaking uncontrollably. My legs shaking. I can't keep still. It definitely affected my sleep for sure. For sure. It affected my sleep. Um, and I've always, always since, uh, mm -mm probably an adolescent, if not before, uh, had sleep issues, you know, and I know a lot of that was linked just to my life. Um, so I do understand, I guess, through my experiences and um, what others have shared with me of their experiences, that mental illness is a thing. And I'm always here to help, you know, um, there are guided meditations, you can go on YouTube, if you're new to meditation, there's guided meditations, all sorts. You just type it in what you need and so many things are going to come up. You're going to be good. So vibe check, vibe check. I'm doing pretty good today. I'm vibrating pretty high. I have to say that and I will acknowledge that. And I will acknowledge that I'm extremely grateful because not every day is going to be a day where you're just like so spiritually pumped. You know, I'm pumped and yeah. I'm here for it. You're not always going to be vibrating, you know, two-stepping everywhere you go all day. Some days you wake up and it's like, hey, what's up? What's up, world? Let's get it. Let's do it. And then some days you can't get out of bed. And it's like, why did I wake up? I don't know. I Can you relate? Can you relate? Let me ask you all that. How many of you listening right now have ever, ever, ever because I've done this the past year, prayed and just politely asked, once I go to sleep, can I please just not wake up? That's, that's what I did. That's how the past year had affected me. I came to the conclusion that, you know what? This whole human experience, this is some bullshit. Yeah, you're going to have some good times, you know, you're going to have some turn up, turn up, you know, some turn up times, some good times. But with my experience, with my life, I was feeling like some shit was off. I'm like, uh, the good supposed to outweigh the bad. Um, positive supposed to outweigh the negative. Like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on here? So, man, 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 man. I, I actually felt that way, y'all. I felt that way, guys. Like please, please can you not let me wake up in the morning? Like I came here, I saw, I understood, you know, I got to experience being a human being, but like, can I just transition? Cause like, I ain't here for it no more. Like I'm seriously not here for it. It's like, it's too many shenanigans going on and I'm just not here for it. So after vibe check on the People Like Me podcast, We'll go into our uh, spoken affirmations. And spoken affirmations are a great thing. And that's also something that can help you, uh, you know, raise your vibration and help you vibrate on a, um, a more positive, you know, loving frequency. So um, I would say spoken affirmations is like, for those who are not familiar with it or who don't practice like affirmations, who are not into it, I would say it's like verbally speaking aloud, positive words, positive affirmations to yourself and 
allowing those sound waves to just travel directly into the universe. Just speak it. Like in church, say they say, speak it in existence, honey. Speak it into existence. And um, we're just sending our requests directly to God, the source, and we're speaking our dreams and our goals into existence. For instance, me as an entrepreneur, I went and made an Instagram page, an email, and I actually have business card printed out for a business that I have not launched yet. Um, I'm still in the process of launching my business. I have my business license now. And um, due to coronavirus, I've had to redo my entire uh, business plan because my business is going to be an online store. It is an online store. I speak things as though they are. So some of you don't get confused. I'm not um, like really right now. I don't have an online store up and running, but I speak things as they are are already in existence. So hence me telling you all about the business cards, you know, it's not, it hasn't manifested in the, in the physical world yet, but it's there. It's there. I'm a businesswoman. I'm an entrepreneur, you know, it just it is what it is. So I really do love spoken affirmations and you notice the more you do it, you'll realize like, whoa, this is something we really are connected to this universe. We really, really are connected to God and everything. We are everything. God is everything, everything. The breeze that kisses your face, you know, the trees when they brush up against us. Like I was, I was standing somewhere the other day and it, it was like breeze, but I felt like someone touched me, but it wasn't. It was like, you know, the, the branch from the coconut tree. And I was just like, hey. You know, like, hey, yeah, I'm weird like that. I'm just, I'm connected. I know that we're all connected. We all have our different ways of operating and our purposes in this universe. So I think spoken affirmations are great. I may actually put that first. We just come in, do our spoken affirmations and let it start working. And then we go into our vibe check. Uh, after that, we will have our random life topics. And so I will just pick a topic or pick from a jar. I write things down when I have ideas for podcasts and I put them like in a little mason jar or something, shake it up and I'll grab a topic out. And um, sometimes I would love, love, love if you all would suggest different topics for me. I would love that. Just message me at uh, any time and give me some great ideas of topics that you would like to hear on People Like Me podcast. And um, for right now, since this is my first podcast, I believe after the random life topic, whatever we talk about, then I'll have a segment called SOS, which is starting over stories. And um, it'll just be like starting over stories for from all from all of you. From the listeners, really, from you all. I want to hear your starting over stories. And, you know, this is 2021 now. So not everyone lost employment or lost a home or business shut down. But um, some people were affected in the way that they had to start over. Some people have had experiences with having to start over in their life before. And so they may be able to relate. And if you like me, I had started over a couple of times already. Then I done had to start over in 2020 again, too. So... You know, some of us are more familiar with starting over in life than others. And if you haven't had to start over at any point in your life thus far, be extremely grateful. Um, I will affirm to the universe that, hey, I'm good. I ain't really you know, into that whole starting over thing. 
And if you got to teach me a lesson, maybe it could be indirectly. <laughs> but um, don't count it out, though, because sometimes that's how we learn. That's how we learn our lessons by that pressure, by that starting over. And um, today, my random life topic is actually going to be my starting over story. So um, that's starting over. That'll be the topic for today. And it's going to be about, I guess, my last situation was starting over. Because listen, I have started over a few times in my life. The first time I started over was when I was four years old. Started a whole new life. My mother sent me to live in Florida. I was born in the Bahamas. And so I grew up and was raised in Florida. And I have lived in the United States um, from the age of four up until November 13th of last year, 2019. And so I have uh, journeyed back home to the Bahamas, the beautiful island, Caribbean island of the Bahamas. And um, I just didn't expect um, anything really. But at the same time, I know I didn't expect what, what, what came to be. So um, that's going to be the random life topic for today, starting over. When life demands more than a reset. Okay. Um, but before we do our um, random life topic, which will actually be a starting over story today, I'm going to go ahead on and do my spoken affirmations. When I finish my spoken affirmations, I have a closing for it. And I'll share that with you all today. So today, January 1st. 2021, come through to one. I affirm that I am whole, happy, and successful in all that I do. Today, I affirm that I'm very organized in my line of employment as an entrepreneur and in my personal life. I also affirm that I am kind to myself and my body. I affirm that. Um, I am an extremely successful entrepreneur and businesswoman. I invite and I allow love, including reciprocated romantic love, into my life. Yes, you got to be real specific sometimes. For me, it helps to be specific because if I have a need, if I have a dream, a goal, you may as well say exactly what it is if you're going to allow God to provide it for you, right? Say, give, give it the details. I allow love in my life. And especially some reciprocated romantic love because girl, I've been single and, you know, but I'm mad at being single right now because I'm working on a lot of things and I'm accomplishing so much. So, and let's see what else I have going on here. I am safe. I affirm that I am safe. I am secure and I am grounded in all aspects of my life, my personal life and safety and security. My housing, my home, where I live, where I reside, as well as my employment, as well as my financial state. I am safe, secure, and grounded. No worries. I affirm today that money flows abundantly into my bank account as I am financially set and secure. Now, I'm grateful and I am at total peace as I speak these exact truths with great certainty knowing that the universe is constantly working for me, through me. Ashe, these things I find to be true. 
All right, all right, all right. Here we go, guys. This is our random life topic. And again, we're talking about starting over. So um, today will be my starting over story. I am not a stranger to starting over. No, I am not. Again, the first time I started over was uh, at the age of four. The thing is, with that situation, you know, it was very traumatic for me. And I don't know if it kind of set the pace for how things would go um, with me moving forward in life or not. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but it was very traumatic. And I mean, you can imagine, uh, excuse me, that was the noise from AC. Uh, It was very traumatic because at the age of four, your family is like, you're everything. It's your world. And so one day, you know, my mom had my uncle bring me from the Bahamas on a flight over to Florida. He brought me to my grand aunt's house, my grandmother's sister, who's my mom's aunt. And, um... He turned around and had to go catch a plane and come back to the Bahamas. And I will never forget that day. So people, some people have coming out stories and some people have like their, you know, crossing over stories. Um, some people, you know, queer people, gay people, however they want to refer to themselves, however they identify, they have coming out stories. Um, I, I have a coming out story, but I was like, Somebody outed me, pretty much. <laughs> I was outed. My cousin outed me. So um, I didn't realize he outed me until years and years later, though, when I found out the story. But um, some people also have, like, border stories or, you know, a lot of immigrants have their stories about how they came into the country. And I, I did not cross a border to get into the U.S. I came legally on a plane as a child, a four-year-old child. Um, but that, when my uncle left, it was like, who are these people? Who the fuck are these people? And what the fuck is my mama? You know, and I do have memories of being in my father's mother's home, my grandmother, my paternal grandmother. So I know that, you know, my, my father probably felt some type of way when he realized that I was gone. Cause I learned later on in life that he was not aware that my mom had relocated me and sent me to live with, you know, uh, relatives in Florida. Um, that's a whole nother story. Whoo. We'll talk about the daddy stuff <laughs> another time. Um, but it was traumatic. And then I think maybe like, uh, some days later, my mom came, which it was like, I was already traumatized. And then you, and this is like in the eighties cause I was born in 1980. So this is in the eighties and I'm not sure if we even had home phone then. So there was like no WhatsApp and all that stuff, you know? So I wasn't in no FaceTime. Um, you know, I wasn't communicating with my mom. So you can imagine every night I had nightmares. Like I would scream, yell, cry every night over to my mom. I want my mommy. I want my mommy, you know? And so, um, Then she came and she had a discussion with my aunt, um, somewhat to the effect of me maybe staying for the summer. I don't know if she'd initially asked for me to stay there, like to live, be raised there. But I believe it was more like a summer thing while she kind of get herself straightened out, get herself together. 
And in all honesty, my mom didn't really raise all of her children. I have um, five siblings, four from my mother, and I have a younger sister from my father because I was his only child, but now I have a, a younger sister. I love her dearly as I do all my siblings, um, but not everyone grew up with my mom. Um, I know me and my siblings, I know we have some stories, boy. We have some stories. Maybe one day the universe will see fit for us to all make something of our stories one day um, in a collective manner, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was very traumatic. So she had the conversation. My aunt agreed to it. Um, anyone who knows my aunt know it was money involved, so she was definitely going to agree to it. And when she left, I never, ever, ever, ever saw my mother again. So not only did my uncle bring me there and leave me, and that was traumatic, but I, is re-traumatized the word? Re-traumatized, I guess. For, I was traumatized all over again. Once my mom came, because it's like, oh, shit, damn, there go my mom. Like, girl, what was going on here? Don't do that. Like, mom, you know? And then for her to leave, traumatized all over again. Never saw my mom again. Not a phone call. Not a uh, happy birthday, happy birthday card, a Christmas gift. And I mean, again, keep in mind that this is in the very, very, very early 80s. Um, on Up until 1992 when my mom passed away. I do remember I was in the fifth grade. So that was probably the second time in my life when I kind of like had to start over, maybe more so mentally, because now it was like, dang, I sort of had the hope to hold on to of, you know, my mom coming back and just getting me and like me getting away from here, you know, me not being here. Because once I got in that environment, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my, I don't believe, and I don't choose to believe although I could be wrong, that had my mom knew anything, 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 anything would be possible other than what she had in her mind, she would have never allowed me to grow up there with that family. Um, a lot of people quote the American dream, but the American dream means so much to so many people. And I'm, I'm just going to leave that at that. Because um, a lot of people think, oh, if you go to the United States, oh, if you go to America, if you go to America, you got to make, you want to do this, you want to do that. You go, mm, 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 mm. America, yes, that's it, honey. And it's like, uh, that's not the case for everyone. I'm sorry. That is not the case for everyone. So um, starting over definitely at four, having to make some changes, especially to myself um, mentally at the age of 11 when my mom passed away. Um, also more trauma, you know, let's not talk about the trauma in between because the woman who raised me for her own ugh, disgusting reasons did not allow me to attend my mother's funeral. And, um, it just, it just did a number on me. And, um, I tried to reach out to relatives sometime after when I came back to visit here, because when my mom passed away, um, the equivalent of social security in the United States, we call that national insurance here in the Bahamas. 
And um, so my mom wasn't a rich lady, but she did have some national insurance benefits. And um, me, I'd say myself and my brother that's uh, right older than me, because I'm the youngest. So the brother right before me, we would be only two that were under the age of 18 at the time. And he was going to be 18 shortly. So the lady who raised me was able to get that national insurance money um, from my mom, but she definitely didn't use it to take care of me. 